This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I had to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horseman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Showing what's for Trevor, the Hills Racing 47 Knot. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me. Uh, We'll get into a very busy uh, recap, really, of Speed Weeks. Look ahead to what's to come. And two great interviews. It's the the Scotty Squared show tonight. We should have got Scott Menlin involved, but we didn't. Um, We'll talk about that more coming up. But first, let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Natalie Decker has an NASCAR ride for 2021. She will partner with RSS Racing with sponsorship from Red Street Records. Now, Red Street Records, that's owned by Rascal Flats member Jay DeMarcus. The deal is for five races in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. The historic partnership is the first time a Christian music label has sponsored a NASCAR driver. Former NASCAR Cup Series champion Joey Logano got his feet dirty uh, over the weekend at Volusia Speedway Park. Logano drove from last to third in Friday night's 5th A Main. That was the night when the Dirt Car Modifieds have uh, a feature for everybody on property. He started dead last because it was his first show and wheeled his way all the way up to third, marking just his third time behind the wheel of a dirt car in preparation for the Cup Series going to Bristol this season. And it took two divisions of racing in California, but Jeremy Doss cashed in on $20,000 over the weekend during the Sunrise Ford All-Star Showdown. Doss won both the Modified All-Star Showdown 100 and the Pro Late Model 150. And that is what is happening in a Motor City Minute. Good evening. Rich France is joining me on the, the 8th of February, Rich, and it has been one of the busiest speed weeks that we've had in a long time. It sure has. What's it? We've already been two weeks since uh, since they started over at East Bay, right? And yeah, then they I moved know. on over to Bubba Raceway Park. It's... Uh, Boy, and, and we still have a whole nother week of racing to go. According to what we have on HorsepowerHappenings.com, we are going into week number four of Speed Weeks, which will wrap up on Sunday, obviously, with the Daytona 500 um, at Daytona International Speedway. But before then, a lot of racing happening in the state of Florida. Yeah, and of course, you know what I had to do, Zach. I had to jump on and uh, cover the pavement that's going on <laughs> down at New Smyrna. They got kicked off over the weekend. And the World Series at New Smyrna did get underway uh, after a couple of weeks uh, of action out at East Bay and Bubba Raceway Park. It was time for the pavement cars to get things rolling for Speed Weeks. Uh, In the Super Late Models, Ryan Moore, uh, the 2013 World Series Super Late Model Champion, kicked things off on night one with his first win of 2021 and his sixth World Series triumph. Uh, On night two, it was all Derek Griffith, uh, who got by Connor Mozak on lap eight and drove away from the field. Uh, Griffith is the defending World Series champion and is looking to go back to back in 2021. And then on night three, Zach, it was the guy we were talking about last week, Sammy Smith, who found himself in victory lane after numerous top five performances in 2020 for the first time since winning on opening night at the World Series last year. So congratulations to Sammy Smith. And in the pro late models, uh, Jet Nolan, a great race on opening night, uh, got by Cody Swanson on the final lap of night number one to pick up his first win of Speed Weeks. And then he backed it up on night two with another win over Swanson, although this one was not in doubt for most of the event, as night one was. And then Zach, 14-year-old Connor Jones held off National Fairground Speedway pro late model rookie of the year, Hunter Wright, by... 0.063 
seconds, Zach, uh, on night, th- night three to pick up his first ever win in a full-bodied stock car. What a race. That's- what a oh. race. My gosh. I was talking was, to I was talking to, to Scott Menlin earlier today, uh, who owns and operates Horsepower Happenings, general manager of Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, and I said, if Hunter Wright could drive off the corner that hard on the last lap, why didn't he pass him three laps ago? Holy smokes, what a show! I, you know, I loved. Uh, you know, I, I'd been down to Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway a couple times, and and I love watching Hunter Wright. The kid is uh, the youngster is really good. Um, obviously, Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, much bigger racetrack. Uh, and and much faster than than New Smyrna, but I thought he did a heck of a job, and he just came up a little bit short. I thought it would be, it would have been really cool if he'd have got that win. And then uh, and then Zach, uh, the Florida Modifieds, Michigan's Travis Eddy picked up where he left off after his 2020 World Series championship and dominated the first two nights. Um, night three didn't go as well for Eddy as uh, contact with the 15 machine of Tim Moore right off the green flag would put Eddie into the outside retaining wall and end his end his evening early. Uh, Moore would go on to win his first event of 2021 as well. And Zach, uh, some unfortunate news out of new Smyrna on night two, uh, following a scuffle, uh, we can call it a fight or a scuffle. I'm thinking it was probably more of a fight down there. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't every, see it with everything that, that I read in the technical inspection area. Between the crews from the sportsman winner, Brian Kruchek, and second-place finisher, Matthew Green, in which both drivers were disqualified for unsportsmanlike conduct, verbal abuse of officials, and actions detrimental to the sport. Zach, it must have got ugly down there. Um, But an official at New Smyrna and longtime member at DGM Racing uh, lost his life, unfortunately, in an investigation by the Volusia County Sheriff's Department. Um... It is ongoing to determine if official Rusty Cruz passed away due to a health condition or due to the physical contact between the two teams. And now, Zach, just this afternoon, uh, I did get an update. Um, Comments were released by Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood uh, that he made to the Daytona Beach Journal News, noting that authorities believe Cruz suffered a heart attack. The death is under investigation pending the results of an autopsy, Chitwood stated. To the newspaper, we spoke to the family and learned that he had a plethora of health issues. So uh, we'll still wait to find out what happened, but a very bad deal. Uh, we'll have to see how this all plays out. But obviously, Zach, our thoughts and prayers are with the New Smyrna Speedway, DGM Racing, and the Cruz family during this difficult time. Yeah, never anything you want to deal with uh, during, well, at any time. Uh, so that is uh, sad news, and uh, hopefully... Everything works out as well as it can. Sprint cars, they're a crucial part of Florida Speed Weeks, and, uh, man, they were busy going all the way back to last Tuesday with the Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit of Champions from East Bay Raceway Park. Donnie Schatz became the first repeat winner on the season, picking up his second win in three races, holding off Ian Matson down the stretch. Then on to Volusia Speedway Park, where Logan Schuhart used the bottom of the racetrack to sneak by Schatz for the win. And the final ASCOC event of Speed Week saw Carson Macedo take the Jason Johnson Racing number 41 to victory lane after a dominating performance around Volusia Thursday night. Then it became the World of Outlaws' turn. Their season kicked off on Thursday, and two-time and defending champion Brad Sweet kicked off 2021 with a win. Rain washed away Saturday's events before a dramatic finish on Sunday. Donnie Schatz was clearly on his way to his 300th career World of Outlaws win when suddenly the ignition box failed, exiting turn two with just two laps to go. Schatz slowed, bringing out the yellow flag. Logan Schuhart would go on to collect the win and with it the Dirt Car Nationals title down in Speed Week. So congratulations to Logan. Heartbreak for Donnie Schatz. My gosh, on the cusp of 300th career win. It always seems to go that way, Rich, in our sport. It's the big ones that always are just out of reach for uh, for competitors. Yeah, Zach, I saw I saw Donnie Schatz when I went out to the Wild West shootout in a late model. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was out there for that, uh, for that week. And um, I'm just wondering... 15 World of Outlaw Championships, almost 300 wins. He's surely going to get it. 
Is he the best that's ever wheeled a sprint car? I'm telling you what, man. He's one of the good ones. When you talk about sprint car drivers, you're talking about Schantz. You're talking about Swindell. You're obviously talking about Kinzer. I think those three are right up there when you when you got to look at who is the king of sprint car racing. And, and if you bring that up to anybody, it's going to be Kinzer. But, uh, man, Schantz is right there with, with, a, with a really good resume. Yep. And we'll talk a little bit more uh, later in the show about sprint car racing because uh, – Horsepower Happenings has something coming up pretty oh, yeah. soon oh, yeah. that everybody that everybody's going to want to listen to. So, but Zach, uh, NASCAR officials announced on Thursday that the NASCAR Advanced Auto we- Auto Parts Weekly Series drivers will have something different to race for in 2021. Uh, four regional champions will be crowned at the end of the season from the Southeast, Northeast, Midwest, and the West. NASCAR said that they will continue to crown track champions, U.S. state and Canadian province champions and the weekly national champion. Berlin Raceway uh, right here in Marne, Michigan, qualifies drivers for a shot at the Midwest Championship and a shot at the $15,000 prize. Uh, driver, the driver's best 14 races within their region will determine the championship standings. Yeah, the uh, Budweiser Super Late Models at Berlin have a little bit extra to race for. Um, if they can get those 14 races in at Berlin, man, they might qualify for a shot at, uh, at some hard cash. That's pretty cool. And several of the drivers there have done it before. So, um, you know, it's not unusual, but uh, it, it gives you something here in the state of Michigan to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, Berlin, the only NASCAR-sanctioned track left in the state. Um, so... Little, I mean, a little nugget, just a little carrot there for a super late model driver. If you don't want to tour on the road, uh, maybe you find a home at Berlin. Yeah, it was pretty convenient uh, back in the day when when Kalamazoo Speedway was a NASCAR sanctioned sanctioned track. Um, you know, you could hit each one of those racetracks and, and just run your points up on the same weekend, you know, yeah. if you were pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, it is uh, that, that's pretty much what we got going on for news. If it if you missed the bulk of Speed Week's coverage, go back to horsepowerhappenings.com and just kind of scroll through the news page because my goodness have we been putting some things together our thanks to uh jim denhammer who has been providing us photos for our gallery all week and um it's been pretty cool we've been compiling some race recaps uh results if you're wondering how a regional driver has done down in speed weeks we have that available and uh if their highlight reels are out there we have them at horsepowerhappenings.com as well so a really interactive and pretty cool tool right there at your fingertips it is, and we got you know we got some more of our friends down there, just starting to get to work tonight. Uh, Chad Finley is going to took his late model down there, his brand new Longhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how he's going to do. Tonight's his first night down there, and maybe uh, maybe for next Monday's show after they. He runs with the World of Outlaws. We can talk with Chad and uh, kind of see how his week went. Yeah, I remember the HPH Best Driver Challenge uh, champion for late models. So we uh, we owe him an interview, and that'll be coming up here pretty soon. Okay, Rich, it's time to move on to our uh, – we have a double Scott feature tonight, kind of. Scotty and Scott are our interviews tonight. I told our boss, Scott Menlin, I said, you should join the show tonight. That way it can be Scott to the power of three, and it'll just be way out of control. <laughs> Yeah, that would that have been too easy for us tonight, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, so Zach, let us know who Zach, we got. Let t- yeah, let me tell you. Um, we've tracked down another young man uh, this week, giving Speed Weeks a shot. Uh, this time on the pavement at New Smyrna. Uh, during the summer months, he can be found running his number two pavement modified throughout the tracks in our region. Makes his home in Davison, Michigan. Scotty Lamp II, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having and thank you for having me. Now. Uh, tell me you're 18 years old, you're down at speed weeks. Uh, what the heck are you thinking? Tell me how you got started in racing and, and got into modifieds. Uh, well, I'm 17 actually, uh, just turned, um, in September and, uh, I started off, my dad was my, my grandpa actually started off racing and he's raced all of his life. My dad got into it when he was young and he when he came to asphalt, he uh, started off in super late models, went to modifieds, and then I got to the age of eight, and uh, he ended up quitting and getting me into uh, go-karts, um, flat carts on dirt ovals. Um, that's that's where I started. We traveled around the country We uh, for the Burris Thunder Tour and Pro Kart Tour, and I ended up winning a national championship down in uh, Kansas City, Kansas uh, for the Pro Kart Tour. 
and uh after that i those uh those tours kind of shut down and we didn't really have many places to go so the next step for us was going to big cars and modified was just the right place for us we don't really want to create any bad habits with getting into street stocks or anything so we uh just decided to jump right into it and that take a big jump well you jumped right into something that you know both zach and i believe is probably one of the toughest cars to handle where you have house horsepower not any downforce and not any tires really either yeah yeah the the power and the tires are just it it, it can be tough i mean you're you're running like down here we're running 700 horsepower and we they finally just moved us to eight inch slicks instead of eight inch treaded tires which helps a little don't get me wrong but it, it's definitely not a lot of tire to be pushing all the horsepower on it's definitely something to get used to now the modifieds that we're used to up here are a little bit different animal than what you're racing against down there in florida we kind of know that from uh following along with uh fellow michigander uh travis eddie tell me a little bit of, you know you took your your michigan modified down there are you at a disadvantage at all versus what you're running against tell me a little bit about that so with the rules down here um i mean with aero aerodynamics i mean there's not much you can do i mean you can put a front and rear windshield into it but you lose your tail panels and there's some different rules down here to where if you aren't running a front and real rear windshield you can get a few breaks here and there like you get to run a two inch more spoiler in the back we can run a six inch instead of a four inch and we can and we can uh hold our sail panels and it actually there's not much of a aero disadvantage even though aero does play more of a role down here considering the speeds of this track mm-hmm. um but with just the Michigan car, it's, it seems to hold its own down here. It's not much of a disadvantage. The only thing we're running into now is motor because <laughs> the size of the place, uh, yeah. place down here. Well, we're going to get into that. And up north. Yeah, Scott, yeah, we were going to get into that. So, so far, you said you're, you're holding your own. I would say so. Two top ten finishes so far at New Smyrna with an eighth and a tenth Friday and Saturday. And then the engine troubles hit. What What happened over the weekend? So, um, well, we started off with a big motor, which we call it big, but it was just enough to compete with these guys down here. Um, and we made 26 laps in practice, and uh, on the first race day, we blew up. So we put in what we like to call our little peanut, Old Faithful. Um, definitely not definitely not enough power for down here, but we were able to start in shotgun of the field uh, the first night and make our way up to uh, a P8 finish, which I still had more. I feel like just not enough time in 35 laps here. But um, we we ran really well the first night. We were confident going into the second night, even though motor is holding us back. And the second night, we started eight, and I got up to six. Uh, that's probably where I was going to finish. Um, considering our motor, I would just watch the guys drive away from me down the straightaways, which is definitely a little heartbreaking. But um, on lap 33 and 35 on the second night here, we <laughs> we tore up another motor. It, uh broke a lifter and uh and that was that was our night so and we were able to miss last night due to not having a motor now you guys uh you you did find kind of a diamond in the rough down there you found some help um where yeah you're able to get yourself back in contention to hit the racetrack again soon yeah yeah local motor uh motor builder down here uh very well known down here um is helping us out a ton honestly we were able to find a motor. The, he was going to let us run it, and instead we just we just got back from there earlier today, and we, we ended up we're going to be taking it home, and hopefully uh, hopefully it holds together for us. Now, when I, I think the last time I saw you race, I was down at um, Lorraine Raceway Park when Stephen Ullman picked up that win. Um, it, it seemed like it's a lot harder to pass on a track the size of Lorraine than it is down at New Smyrna. Would, uh, and kind of kind of tell me why that is, because I know Stephen, I mean, that 87-lap feature, he started on the pole and led every single lap. I mean, at a track like Lorraine, it just you're constantly turning. You're only straight for a very short period of time on the front stretch. And once you all get the, that many people, I don't know how many people exactly started that race. We were all the same speed. I mean, I barely, I was barely locked into the show through qualifying, and I was only a tenth and a half off of the fast time. And Steven was the last transfer, and they inverted the whole 16. 
and he was able to start on the pole. And if, if that doesn't tell you how close the field was, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what else will. So, I mean, yeah, the truck, that track is very small. It is very narrow, and you're constantly turning, so it is harder to pass. But down here, I feel like they are more spaced out, and uh, it, and this track is just so wide and multi-group track to where you can really take your time and you have to have spotters so they can let you know how if you got pressure or not and you can really use the whole racetrack to set somebody up here and take your time getting around each and every car if you're faster <laughs> weird that was a nice little pause to let the engine noise go through um scott uh, scotty you also had some success back up here in the state of michigan um you, you picked up a pretty big win not that long ago tell me about your success up here uh hand for pause <laughs> i love it the dramatic effect of being at new Smyrna speedway yeah uh canine cars here tonight so <laughs> they're qualifying um so we we were uh we, we've been running all over up there locally before we've started moving around to these bigger shows and um it it, it just Whittemore has always been a track that I've, I've liked and um I, I have a million laps there. I've done very many tests down there. I spent my whole first year racing at Whittemore. So um, I was, I know the track very well, and that just allowed me to use the high line. I ended up passing Stephen, Stephen Allman, um, also mentioned earlier. Uh, I ended up pa- having to pass him on the outside, and that is what allowed me to uh, pick up that win there. But all over Michigan, we've been able to run consistent top five, top three, Almost everywhere we go up there, it's just it's so familiar, and we're all racing against the same people. It's very nice. You know, um, you get to know your competition. At, at just 17 years old, you're already starting to get a hang of this division, as Rich pointed out. That is, uh, it, it can be a difficult one to get a hang on. I mean, there are career modified drivers who don't find success in this division. You, you have already started to do that. What What are you looking at here moving forward? As far as I guess. I guess I'll go to the goals question. What would you like to accomplish? Are you going to stick with the modified, or is this a stepping stone for you? So uh, that's funny that you say that. This winter, we've actually picked up a uh, we picked up a template car. We picked up a 2016 Hamkey chassis, late model, and uh, I think I think we're going to go uh, pro late model racing. I think we're going to pick us up a crate motor, and we're going to travel around mostly during the winter. Um, that's going to be like our winter car to where there isn't modified racing up north. Everything's shut down. We can come down here, take a weekend off and race things like the Snowflake 100 or come down to Speed Weeks just with the template car. But I always think that modifieds, I mean, if something ever comes up, great. If something never comes up and I get the chance to drive for somebody, that's okay. Because I, I think uh, modified racing and late model racing is, just as fun as anything else. Now you talk about, uh, you know, getting into a pro late model. You've been in the modified. Those divisions, there aren't a lot of racetracks around Michigan that run those on a weekly basis. And now you've had to kind of travel, uh, you know, to get your races in. Uh, do you enjoy it on the road uh, more off than just finding a home track and, and showing up there every week? I do like the travel perspective. I mean, going to new places, that's always that's always a ton of fun, just traveling around. It's all about the experience. That's what we kind of took in from this week of racing down here in New Smyrna. It's, just, it's a lot of fun traveling and exploring new places, but it's always good to come back to your home track. You're 30 minutes away from the racetrack. You can just go there for a day and have a ball. Talking with Scotty Lamp, the second, uh, the driver out of Michigan down at New Smyrna Speedway this evening as the ARCA East Series qualifies in the background ahead of their event tonight. Um, Scotty, talk to me. You, you you enjoy traveling, so this year uh, we're hoping, we're crossing our fingers that we're going to get to see a pretty impressive uh, Midwest Modifieds Tour schedule. Do you have any of those dates circled this year? I'm sorry, you broke up there at the last second. Uh, what was that? The Midwest Modified Tour has a pretty impressive schedule for 2021 that we're all hoping can get in. Do you have any of those dates circled? We we actually do not have any any uh, races scheduled for this year coming up. Uh, it, we're trying to cut back on the summer summer races. We we have a cabin up north that we barely use this uh, this year, and 
we would like to take some time. We have side-by-sides, four-wheelers, jet skis, and it's on a lake. I mean, it's hard to kind of mush all that together when you only have a limited amount of uh, weekends in Michigan, so during the summer anyway. And um, so I, it just whatever comes up, we, we like to hit big shows, but if it doesn't fit the schedule, I mean, we aren't going to try to force it in there. Do you have any, uh, I mean, do you as a driver have any ambition or any want to have a full-time summer racing schedule at some point? Again, uh, you're pretty young, so, I mean, you've got you've got a few years ahead of you, obviously. Do you, do you want to be racing full-time at any point? Oh, of course. I mean, I love racing. Racing is definitely a big, big passion of mine. Uh, I love to do it, and if, if we could, I, I would be 100 percent down to do that it just when we have well mother doesn't approve of everything so it's <laughs> kind of hard to it, it, it's hard to fluctuate but no we, we get it done but if if that chance ever did come up for for uh getting a full-time full-time every weekend racing it, it wouldn't be much of a decision for me i i, I would have to do it so um, you were, you performed pretty well in your first couple nights. You got a big feature coming up. Uh, I believe I believe it's uh, is it tomorrow or Wednesday? A seventy five lapper. Uh, what do you need to do to the car, or, or what do you need to do um, with yourself uh, to give yourself a shot at that thing? Well, first things first is put this uh, this motor that we just got in the car and get ready for tomorrow because uh, that's when it is. So. Um, once we get that and I think we're actually going to be pretty well set, the car feels incredible down here. It's set up perfectly. Thanks to the help of, uh, Eddie performance solution, Travis Eddie, he, he worked on it for a week or two before we came down here. And that, that's a huge help. We haven't had to do much adjusting, but if I didn't have to overdrive so hard trying to make up, uh, the lost time that I had on the straightaways with, uh, Pina, I think we could, I think we could have, uh, pull together a really good car and be definitely a top three contender. You know, you mentioned Travis and I was going to say you, you, uh, you're parked next to him according to pictures I see on social media. Um, and clearly he has that place figured out. I mean, if, I, I believe if he, if the, uh, opening lap incident wouldn't have happened last night, he probably would have got his third in a row. How much has he been able to help you learn how to get around that place? I mean, he, he's been a huge help. Uh, as soon as we got here, uh, he was behind me in the very first practice, even though I was still getting used to it. He was able to point out, hey, do this better. Hey, you need to enter turn one higher. Uh, hey, you need to pick up the gas later. He, he's been on top of me as a driver from a driver's perspective because he knows his place in and out driving-wise that he can really help me understand this place for my first time being here. And other and besides that, he's been a huge help. He's always a huge help on the car to where if we need help with something or if something I'm not feeling is right, he's on top of it along with his car. He's just been a huge help ever since we got down here. Scotty Lamp the second down from New Smyrna Speedway, the driver that makes his way from Davison, Michigan, looking for a part-time schedule up here this year. So look for him around uh, when uh, racing returns to the Great Mitten State. Scotty, good luck the rest of the way down at New Smyrna. We'll be watching. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on here. Well, we're kind of in between right now, Rich, uh, as, uh, well, in between interviews and in between things happening. Speed Weeks, clearly, getting ready to wrap up. As we said, Daytona 500 on Sunday will put the exclamation point on what has felt like two months' worth of racing. But also, HPH Best Driver Challenge, our final round, is coming up, and uh, it's been asked for, it's been called for, so we're going to try and do it. We're going to do sprint cars, Rich. Sprint cars on dirt, Zach. That's going to be a, I, I think this is going to be a really good one as well. You know, we want to, be, before we move on to that, we, we, we have to thank Rusty Schlank with Domination Race Cars for coming up and supporting uh, our HPH Best Driver Challenge for the late models. We appreciate his sponsorship for that. Um, but it's going to, I think it's going to get wild uh, when we get into the sprint car drivers because, boy, those fans, I have figured out, if you are a fan of a sprint car driver, you stay with them forever, Zach, <laughs> wherever they go. Yeah. And, and, and they hop, they seem to hop rides a little bit. That's more true. Than anybody else, it seems like. Yeah. The, uh, the, what do they call it? The silly season in sprint cars in Michigan is a little wonky right now. Um, we do know where most everybody has landed. And, you know, 
obviously, uh, we, we pay a little tribute because of our association with Barry Marlowe and the Great Lakes Super Sprints. But realistically, and we've said it before and we've, we've talked to drivers about it too, if you look at that series, right there's your HPH Best Driver Challenge with Michigan Motorsports Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers. I mean, just off the top of your head, Rich, Dustin Daggett, Greg Dahlman, Chase Ridenauer, uh, Max Stambaugh, Ryan Rule, there's five right there out of 12 that we're going to have to put into this challenge, and they're all Great Lakes Super Sprints competitors. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great, and that's going to be coming up here real soon. You know, and they're all friends of ours, so we're going to be like, we guys, we have nothing to do with this. This, <laughs> this is voting, all right? We have no no way of how – we have no control how this turns out. Yep. Uh, but it, I think it's going to be great. I think some of these guys are going to go at it, and, um, you know, they get great fan support. You can see it all, all the time on social media, at the racetrack. Uh, I can't wait till we get started. I think it's going to be fun. Time to go to the dirt. And when we talk about late model racing, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent. We're kind of snubs to Crystal Motor Speedway when it comes to late model coverage. And, well, because it'd be really easy. You just mentioned this guy a whole lot. Tell us who we have on our program tonight. Yeah, Zach. Well, uh, you know, in a season where a lot of tracks weren't able to get much racing in, uh, our next guest Picked up another late model championship at the Crystal Motor Speedway. Uh, he makes his home in Ionia, Michigan. Scott Baker, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Scott, first of all, uh, you know, congrats on another championship. But by the way, 2020 started out. Uh, did you even think that was going to be an option? No. Honestly, in the spring, uh, I didn't even think we'd be racing in 2020. I, I really didn't think our local tracks would be able to do it. Um, we're just, just grateful we were able to, to race some. Now for anyone who doesn't know, and, and, you know, we've looked back, you've been in late models for quite a long time, um, and playing this racing game. How did you first get started and what drew you to dirt track racing? Um, I used to go when I was a little kid, a few times a year. And, uh, I don't know. I was just always the guy that, that, uh, I had a dirt bike and, just uh, always was kind of into that stuff. And when I was about 15 or 16, I bought a four-cylinder with some money I saved up for 300 bucks, and uh, went up to Mid-Michigan Raceway Park, and I was hooked ever since then. Man, what was it about it? What was it about racing that just kind of, I mean, did you come from a racing background much at all, or, or did you just kind of pioneer this yourself? Um, Just kind of took off on my own. Um, I had an uncle that would go racing, and uh, that was about the only connection I really had to it. And I guess I'm a really competitive guy, whether I'm playing Monopoly or Candyland or <laughs> anything. I, I have to win. It doesn't matter what I do. Um, so I guess just my competitive edge took over. And uh, once I took off, I just couldn't let it go. And, uh, man, as a kid, we used to race three, four nights a week. I mean, wow. we would go all over with that four cylinder. I mean, we had crystal would run Wednesday night lion club. We'd go to Mount Pleasant on Friday, mid Michigan raceway park on Saturday, Orleans on Sunday. I mean, if there was a race, we were there. Talk to me about how you ended up in going from uh, a front wheel drive, a four cylinder. Now you're in one of the uh, premier classes in dirt track racing, late models. How did you get there? Well, we, uh, and actually, the four-cylinder we had, that was back when it was rear-wheel drive cars. Oh, okay. But, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, um, that was before all this Flintstock and, and Bomber stuff had taken off. But, uh, you know, our, our third year in that class, we raced 50 nights, and we won 25 features, and, and we were just, we were good. And uh, saved my winnings up, and I bought a Pro Stock. And uh, we won our first feature in May of that racing season at crystal in that pro stock and, uh, just had a lot of success in that car. Also, uh, numerous features at I-96 and crystal. And, um, I saved money up from the pro stock deal and bought a late model. And that was back when you could buy a car for $2,500. Uh, you know, so it's been a few years. Now, like Zach said, you know, we feel bad that we haven't given Crystal uh, its time on the program. But I'll be honest, I have never been there. I've been to a lot of dirt tracks in Michigan, never been to Crystal. I do need to put that on my list. But talk to me about Crystal. 
uh, what I would enjoy there and, and why you enjoy racing there. Well, we're, as I always tell people, we're on a island all to ourselves up there. We're, we're crystals unique from any other dirt track in Michigan. And I don't, I don't know why, but we're just kind of separate and, uh, it's great racing. You know, Ron, Ron puts on a great show, his whole staff, they treat you great. The show moves on fairly fast for as many cars as he has. Um, almost every night, you know, that we either have a B main or we're close to it for late models. Um, and as Chris Patterson told me years ago, if you can win a feature at Crystal, you can win anywhere. And he, he, he told me he always believed that uh, his whole career. And it's just good racing. And, uh, you know, I like going there. Ron treats me good. The staff treats me good. Uh, I guess it's just home. Uh, it's half an hour up the road for us. And uh, you're home early. And it's just a good time. You you spend a lot of your time there when we were uh, we were doing some digging, and uh, I don't think it's any secret that you race primarily at Crystal Motor Speedway. Um, what what has kept you there? What has kept you from from hitting the road? I mean, obviously you live in Ionia, so there is a racetrack right around the corner from you, um, and just a little bit north of you as well. What is what has kept you going to Crystal? Well. Uh... Back in earlier in my career, maybe, and I'm bad with years and, and remembering stuff, but I would say like from 08 to 2011, we traveled around and tried to run ALMS stuff. And, uh, you know, we hit a lot of different tracks. I think one year might've been 09. We ran like 45 nights, which for us small team to, to me, that's a lot of racing. Um, but I just got to where I couldn't justify spending the money to, to go to Eldora and go to them places uh, to, to run 10th or 12th. And, and we just, I just felt like that uh, I can go race crystal, earn a decent uh, payout, running the top five almost every night. And uh, it's still competitive. It's still fun. I don't have to spend the big money on the tires. Uh, you know, I've raced even – because the last seven or eight years I've raced just crystal, um, primarily a lot of people don't, don't remember me, but I, I did travel around and did try to do the ALMS stuff. And before it was American ethanol, what did we have? The Michigan dirt cup series? Yep, was yep, it? Dirt cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We tried to run a few of them and, uh, we were always just in the top 10, I guess we, we couldn't, we didn't have enough equipment to win. Now, now for me, Scott, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a, a tricky question, and I mean no disrespect by this, but um, I can respect somebody going somewhere where they know that they can win. But there are some people out there who would say, "Well, Scott Baker cherry picks. He stays where he knows he can win." What do you? What would you say to somebody who says, "Well, Scott Baker maybe is a one-trick pony because he only goes to Crystal." Um, clearly, you're talented at other places if you can still run in the top ten and top five, but your standards are just higher than that. So, what would you tell those people? Well, it, it, my budget doesn't allow me to do it. I race on a very small budget. Uh, and, uh, you know, I can I can wheel with the best of them. Uh, we, we took off. We kind of had a rough summer. And uh, we took off Labor Day weekend, and we went over to Thunderbird. And uh, I'd only been there once or twice in my career and started 14th in the feature and drove all the way up to second and passed a lot of good cars yeah. from Michigan. And, uh I know I can wheel with the best of them. It's just we lack we lack the equipment and the money to do it. You led me right into that because that's what I was going to say is this year you did travel a little bit again. Uh, my race pass has you listed as a sixth-place finisher July 10th at Winston, uh, 9th at I-96, which is a far cry and a way different racetrack than either Winston or Crystal or Thunderbird. So that's a good finish there. And then that second-place finish at Thunderbird. And sixth, really, too, to finish out the season September 11th. Uh, you know, clearly, clearly a wheelman. And, um, man, I guess my last question, I, Rich, I know I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Um, my last question for you would be, if you had the budget, if you had different equipment, is being on the road something you would do again? Um, yeah, I think if it was the right situation, I wouldn't be afraid to, to, to travel again. Uh, you know, I enjoy it. Uh, it's fun. And, and, you know, I guess if we had all the, the right pieces in place, it would be fun to go out there and, and run with some of the best and, and 
maybe put it in victory lane for some of them bigger races. Uh, yeah, that, that would be fun. Now, um, I thought it was cool last year um, when Mike Blackmere started up the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series. Um, would that be something you'd want to go test out? Because he is throwing a lot of money at that series. He is throwing a lot of money at it. Um, it would be, but uh, I, I just can't justify buying the Hoosier tires and traveling and, you know... It is really amazing the money he's putting up, and it's great for us racers in Michigan. But you know, I can go to Crystal every Saturday night and race for that twelve hundred bucks and that two hundred and fifty to start, and I know that's what I'm going to get. In uh, in so week in and week out, I know I can race for that. So it's tough to go leave that to go for one race. Uh, but if we had all the right pieces in place, I mean, yeah, that's what we would do. What is the what is the crutch for you, or I guess crutch is the wrong word, uh, with that Hoosier tire? I mean, is it uh, – we, we've talked about this on the program before with some other drivers who um, – I think that Dona Marcoulier has always been an interesting one to talk about, the American racer, Hoosier tire um, what a debate, because uh, obviously Tri-City made that switch when Mike Blackmere bought it. What is it for you about the American racer? Why do you prefer to stay on that tire? Well, it's, it's – uh... I guess I can't say exactly, but I'm thinking they're about $25 cheaper a tire, roughly. In, uh, and, and, I hear they last, and I hear they last a while longer, Scott. <laughs> they, they do. They last quite a while longer. And uh, I, I think anybody can bolt that Hoosier tire on and go fast to where that American Racer tire is a little bit harder compound, a lot harder compound. <laughs> and uh, you got to work on the tire a little bit as far as how you cut it and siphon it. And uh, there's a little technique that goes into it there. It, it, as well as there is a Hoosier, but them softer Hoosiers will always fire off and go. Um, I just, it, it's the expense part for me. It, it's, I, and I can't justify having two sets of, two brands of tires. Um, we don't have enough wheels for that. It, and it's just them Hoosiers. You, you two right through them when we were traveling around. Man, we were buying them used off Jeep or Brian Ruhlman or somebody like that, and you'd only get a night or two out of them. And even when you bought the new ones, you still only seem like you got two nights out of them. So it's just, I just think for the economy, I think the racing in Michigan would be better if it was like back in the day where everything was on one tire in a hard tire. And, you know, we talk about that. Zach and I have talked about that on pavement uh, for pavement late models and dirt late models. And I don't know that that uh, if there if nobody if anybody's ever going to settle that argument. But um, what do you want to do? I mean, you've won enough championships. You, I mean, you're you're winning features every year. Uh, I mean, what's the next step? Do you you just want to just have some fun the rest of your career? What what is your what is your end goal? Um. You know, I don't know. We talk that with different people. Uh, you know, really, I just can't go out and buy a new race car. Uh, heck, we don't even have a spring smasher at this point. And, you know, I know you guys have heard heard that all talked. And oh, yeah. uh, we're just, I'm, I'm just uh, just a small, small town racer, I guess, going to Crystal on Saturday nights and having fun and running in the top five and, putting a little money in the pocket to come home. And uh, I guess that's what I have to do And until we did find all the, you know, somebody that wanted to give us a ride or, or do something like that. I think that, uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, you mentioned Crystal being on an island. It kind of feels like it's on an island a little bit back in time. I mean, obviously, late model racing is expensive. In today's age, it doesn't matter where you're racing, what you're doing. Those parts are expensive. Those engines are expensive. And those chassis are expensive. But, I mean, man, how many championships are we talking about? I know there's, uh, what is there, three in a row from 13, 14, and 15, I think. Then 17, and now 2020. How many are you up to there at Crystal? Uh, I've won seven in the late model. I actually won five in a row. Okay. Okay, yeah, this uh, the My Race Pass just lists those three in a row there for 13, 14, and 15. What what is it uh, before or after that as well? Did you get 16 and 17 as well? Yes, I won 16 and 17 and then uh we broke a motor in 18 and 
Yeah, we won 19 and 20. How about that? How about well, maybe you the uh, maybe the goal then can be to go for I don't know six, seven, eight in a row, starting with 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. We 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 always laugh about it and joke. Uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of good races up there when uh, Vanderveen shows up. I, and there's a lot of other good racers up there that give us a run for our money. But Ryan's oh. always a tough shoe there. Well, I can tell you, Scott, with numbers like that, um, you know, you're you're right there at Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame status. There aren't a lot of there are not a lot of people in our region uh, that put up the numbers you put up. Uh, and I don't care if it's at, at Crystal or Merritt or Thunderbird; it doesn't matter. Um, you're putting up some big numbers up there in Mid Michigan. Well, I appreciate it. We try hard, and we always try to put a good show on for our fans. And uh, you know, that's what put puts them in the stands is when they can see a good show. Scott, who is it that helps make it possible for you to do what you do as a small budget team? Uh, I know I've seen some logos on the side of that, uh, of that number 13 car. Who, who is it that's helping you do what you do? Well, we have CL trucking and excavating. Chad Listerman's a huge supporter. He's been with me for years. Um, and he comes and watches a lot of the races. Uh, we couldn't do it without him. Apex competitions engines. Uh, they really, saved me when we were down and out uh back in 14 we broke a motor and and they come on board and they've just done a excellent job for us uh perks party stores in ionia uh mark's been with us for a couple years now and uh they're a great supporter we have dinkers colligan uh for your soft water he's been with us for a couple years ionia skateland uh they've been with me my whole career Outerwares, they help us out with some products. Uh, great people. Blake Hollenbach Auto Sales in Greenville, Michigan. Blake's a big race supporter as well as a racer himself. I uh, couldn't do it without him. Uh, A&A Manufacturing uh, over there in Muskegon Fairbanks. He, he helps us out with anything we need out of his place. Uh, he's awesome to have on board and help and uh Jimmy Shock, we've been with Jimmy for a lot of years and, and uh, gives us great shocks. Couldn't do it without him either. Uh, I hope I haven't forgot anybody. Uh, if not, it's, it takes a lot of friends and family that uh, chip in and do it too. And I uh, couldn't do it without all of them people. And, you know, I think it's got something to do with uh, – there has to be something to do with the water there in Ionia because – you know, there's there's a neighbor of yours that's pretty darn good at wheeling a dirt late model as well. Yeah, Travis uh, does a real good job. Uh, y- you know, there's been a lot of wheelmen on Ionia. There, you you might be onto something about the water. You know, you got Bob <laughs> Flynn, uh, uh Billy Trueblood Jr. was a heck of a wheelman in his day. Uh, Jeff Chapko. I'm trying to think, there's there's been quite a few out of this area. That's pretty cool. Well, Scott Baker, uh, driver of that number 13 machine, iconic, man. I, I can remember in the uh, small amount of time that I was in late models, you were the guy to beat for sure if you were going to mid-Michigan or Crystal, and that that range true even to this day. So, uh, man, congratulations on everything you've accomplished. Good luck on your run for, I don't know, maybe we can – maybe Scott Baker – Will be you've got now you've got Richard Petty, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt, Tom Brady, maybe Scott Baker's the next seven-time champ in a row, in a row because you know he's got the he's got them spaced out in a row. Let's go for that. <laughs> Scott Baker, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to join us tonight. Good luck with 2021. Hopefully, we see you at a racetrack soon. I really appreciate you guys doing this show and having me on. Well, our thanks to the uh, Scott Squared program tonight, Scotty Lamp the second, Scott Baker, uh, great interviews, my gosh, um, and, and kind of lower profile drivers, Rich, on tonight's program, but outstanding wheelmen in their own right. Yeah, you know, I, you know, like I said, I, I had never seen that I recall ever seen Scott Baker uh, wheel late model. I don't know why that never happened. Uh, I mean, I would think the, the guy is very good at what he does. Uh, I did see Scotty Lamp down at. Uh, Lorraine Raceway Park, uh, right at the end of the 2020 season, down there for that uh, big cavalcade they had. So, um, yeah, just not a whole lot of racetracks that run modifieds outside of Whittemore, you know. So he's got to kind of travel to go find his races every week. But uh, 
both those guys, awesome competitors, and, and so glad they could join us on the show. Yeah, good luck to Scotty Lamp to close out Speed Weeks. And uh, like I said, um, he's sure he's got like seven or 15 championships already, that being Scott Baker. Now I want seven in a row. Let's actually put some pressure on the guy. Come on, seven in a row. Give them to me. And let's be done with it. And, uh, man, Speed Week's coming up. Uh, the uh, the Clash is tomorrow at Daytona as far as NASCAR is concerned. And uh, then we'll have the duels coming up later on in the week. Of course, uh, ARCA, they're going to get their starts. The, uh, the National Tour coming up. Then the Trucks, Xfinity, all leading up to the Daytona 500. And uh, late models, as you alluded to, down at Volusia this week as uh, Volusia gets ready to wrap up. Yep, and we can't give you the results tonight for the Arkham Menard Series East because it is still going on yeah. as, as the time we did this show. So uh, we'll have, have some results on that with our, our weekly stuff. and um, So it should be fun. I, I can't wait to catch a – I'm going to catch a few more days at, at New Smyrna because there's some real good racing coming up, especially tomorrow. 75 laps tomorrow for the, uh, for the Florida Modifieds. That should be a great race. Do we think anybody touches Travis Eddy if he can get off the start line? I think the problem is they made Travis Eddy mad, and I don't think you're going to snip the back of that 70 car for for 75 laps. Yeah, you know, I, it depends where he has to start. You know, they 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 do it a little bit different. Sometimes they do the roll of the dice on the last race. Um, you know, he finished 10th is where he finished because one of the guys in the top five did get disqualified in Tech, so he's 10th now. If if they do it off of qualifying or the last race they ran. He might not be in the invert, which means he's going to have to race his way through that pack. The good thing about it is it's 75 laps. And it's a small pack. And I, I, I wonder, Rich, if he keeps having this success. And we've seen New Smyrna officials do some weird stuff before in the past. Maybe Travis said he starts on the pole one lap down or something crazy like that. <laughs> I don't want to get into Travis Eddy rules. He's earned everything he's gotten. It's their own fault if they can't beat him. There you go. Up. There you go. I mean, he's he's within the rules every you know the first two nights uh, he dominated and he went through tech and he passed. There so you go. I have no problem if he goes and sweeps this thing. They need to go to work if that's what keeps happening every February. They need to come back with more is what they need to do. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. You can watch all of it live. And don't forget, horsepowerhappenings.com. Um, every, usually early afternoon is uh, when that's up there. There's a lot of information to compile with uh, HPH regional drivers, uh, race highlights, uh, let's see, galleries, recap stories. There's a lot in there. There's a lot of information. If you uh, if you miss something, we try to compile it for you each day at horsepowerhappenings.com. Again, our thanks. Zach, if you Zach, if you can't find it on Horsepower Happenings, it doesn't exist. It didn't happen. Yep, that's it right. It didn't happen. <laughs> uh, again, our thanks to Scott and Scotty uh, for joining us tonight, or Scotty and Scott, uh, Baker and Lamp for being on the program. Um, on behalf of Scott Menlin, who owns and operates Horsepower Happenings, on behalf of Rich France, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk same time, same place next week right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.